You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Greetings and welcome to episode 131 of the Soul Forge Podcast. Welcome to the Soul Forge, a place of silent mystery, quiet contemplation, and outright mayhem. Join your host, Sean Vanderloo, as he guides you through the adventures of living. Together, we'll talk about life and love, sex and dating, joy and heartache, memories and loss, and so much more. Don't worry, it's not nearly as pretentious as it sounds. Get ready for life, the universe, and everything on The Soul Forge. Hey everybody, welcome back to another exciting episode of Soul Forge. I'm your host, Sean. This week, we're talking about something entertaining, I'm sure. Actually, I have no idea what we're in for. Uh, my brother Robin, as you know from previous episodes of the podcast, has decided that he wants to... What do you want to do, Robin? Hi, everyone. So, I've pretty much decided that I just want to... Uh, unload? Unload. And and let and but, vent a little bit. And but, let it all out. But not unload like last week. Right. Unload. Not unload like last week. Okay. Completely different kind of uh, unloading uh, operation here this evening. All right. So, you've just went and had a fancy cigarette. I just went and had a fancy cigarette, yes. So, you're, you're feeling a bit... Uh, well, how, how would you describe it? Well, better now. Loose. Looser. More relaxed. More relaxed. Able to talk about the things. And able to talk about the things. Okay. Everything well, is kind of not all over the place. Okay, good. So you're focused? I'm focused. Well, that's good, because I was just thinking, okay, so I just released this masturbation episode. How am I going to follow that up? I have no idea what to do. And then you went out and had your fancy cigarette, and you came in and said, okay, let's do a Soul Forge. I want to talk about the things. And I'm like, okay, yeah. I don't know how to lead this conversation because I don't know what we're talking about. So why don't you just start? Okay. Well, see, since my arrival here, which we know from previous episodes, is all about the journey and the healing. Yes. And I would, f- I almost want to say that a lot of people, most people, it looks like, have come to kind of realize that in this year, their mental health is very important. 2019 has been a big year for uh, acknowledging mental health issues. Yes. The last few years. The last few years, but... Especially this year. Especially this year. For some reason. For some... Yeah, for some reason. So people have come to uh, understand and realize that going and looking forward to go jumping into 2020 with a positive mindset. And I assure you, I am no different from them. I, too, have realized this as well this year. Hence why you moved here. Yes. So you could reboot your life. Has, has, it, has it worked out for you so far? Like, we are recording this, what's today, November 29th. November 29th. And you've been here since about April 29th. Yeah. Okay. So however many months that is, uh, and whenever this episode comes out next week sometime, because this is, this is Friday, the masturbation episode came out yesterday. Yeah. So we're recording this almost a week in advance. Yeah. So, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a lengthy one. We might have to break it up into many parts to go with the theme of your not short but not long episode. Yes, yeah, it's up to you. However, you want to do it though. They, it's, the episodes are what they are. Yeah, we could do a two parter or we could just do a long one. Whatever. We'll yeah. see how it goes. We'll see what you have to say. Yeah. Why don't you start unloading? Okay. Well, all right. This and and this. There's also a method to my madness. Oh, a method. Okay. A method to the madness because I've also been considering 
going to see a therapist. Very good. But with my occupation currently, mm-hmm. every day is a therapy session. Oh, tell me more. Well, I drive taxi. You're a cab driver. I'm a cab driver. So I hear all sorts of things all day. Hey, Mr. Cab Driver. Yeah, pretty much. And usually the subject will come up because they start telling me something about this city, and I go, I'm not from here originally. I've only been here since April. They say, why do you move to Timmins? Why, of all places, did you move here? And then I have to tell them things, and I have to sort of... And I've been describing it in different ways every interaction. What's the common denominator? How, how, what is your basic answer? Uh, I needed needed a fresh start. Okay, that's easy. And you decided to come to Timmins. Yeah. Why would you get a fresh start here? Yeah, exactly. Okay, I'll I'll be the the passenger. You'll be the passenger. Okay. Well, I had a little bit of a bad break, and uh, things kind of took a domino effect for me, and it just wasn't a good situation to be in anymore, and it was very negative, very toxic, especially to me, where I needed to remove myself from that environment, in order to rise from the ashes like a phoenix, if you will. Is that what you say to these people? No. (laughs) Maybe the first part, yes, but the whole, no. I just say, yeah, I needed a fresh start, and uh, here I am. Well, Mr. Cab Driver, why would you choose Timmins, of all places, to get your fresh start? Well, I have some family here. You do? I do. Huh. Yeah, imagine that. Who's that? That's you. Am I your family? You're my family. Wow. Now, I don't know if you know this. But I have a nephew here too, you who's do. also part of the family. He is, he is. Yeah. But in a way, we our family kind of originates in Timmins because our grandfather was born here, and he moved to the Sioux in 1947. 47. 47. 47. 47. 47. 47. 47. 47. 47. 47. 47. 47. 47. 47. 47. 47. 47. 47. See, there you go. Yes. Look at that. And Subconsciously, I had to return here. And our grandfather's father is actually buried in the Pine Street Cemetery. We'll have to go visit. I've been there. I haven't. Ah, uh, yes. As soon as the snow leaves, I'll take you to see your great-grandfather. Sounds good. Well, not him himself, because that would be right. gross. But we'll, we'll see his resting spot. Yeah, that would be cool. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you got family here. Yeah, got and family here, and that's why... You came here for a fresh start. I came here for a fresh start. And has the fresh start been fresh? Uh, it's been fresh as a daisy. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Fresh as a daisy. I find there's a lot of similarities to here with the Sioux now. The Timmins and the Sioux are similar? Yeah. Not in a lot of ways, but there are. They, they have their things. But what I noticed, the big thing I noticed was people here do not hide anything. They're very upfront. Really? Compared to the people in the Sioux. Tell me more. It's just, well, in the Sioux, really nobody talks about anything unless they're talking about someone, that type of thing, right? It's uh-huh. a completely, nobody actually talks about themselves mentally and, and, and seeks out the proper help, or if they do, they just don't talk about it, okay. which I think is a Sioux thing. Hmm. It's, you just don't talk about it. I don't know, it could be everywhere, but here, I feel like they just, they unload. They, they start telling, people will start telling you things that you have no business to know. That's true. And just very upfront about it. It's like, boom, check this out. Boom, you know? And I'm just, I am I think I'm shocked, culture shocked maybe, you're with just, how... You're a little bit taken aback? Yes. 
taken aback a little bit just as to how much... Uh, people will share? People will share initially right off the hop. I don't know if I've ever really noticed, but I've, I've been here for 17 years. This so is true. I'm You're just, probably used to it. Though. I am immersed in the culture, and, such as it is. And you yourself, you have uh, seek counseling. I have. Um, in fact, the day this episode comes out, I believe it is going to be Thursday, December 5th. That is my last counseling session with the counselor. Ah. I think, I think that'll be session number seven. Right on. Mm-hmm. Now, how, and how has that worked out for you that you think, like that you feel? Well, I only went once a month because that's yeah. what we were allotted. Um, really, I think what I would need is like an hour a week Yeah. kind of a thing. But what I've done is I've gone to these six or seven sessions and I've had certain realizations. So it's helped. Okay. I, th- I think I'm in a better headspace than I was when I first started because if we go back to the existential crisis episode, mm-hmm. I, I unloaded. Yes. If, yes. From what I remember, I haven't listened to it since. But uh, I was I, in I was in a bad place. And I'm sure the the, the podcast, it, it's an outlet for you that you enjoy doing, so it helps. It does. And I I also enjoy doing podcasts, obviously, or I wouldn't frequent them so much, or had co-hosted my own at one point. Mm-hmm. True. Sorry, you have to. Might keep me on the tracks here, buddy. Well, you know what we'll do? We'll play a promo for another podcast here on the ESO Network. Sounds good. Hey, Adam Thomas. Yes, Thomas Mariani. You know how there are podcasts about bad movies? Yeah. And also podcasts about good movies? Yeah. Well, what if a podcast could cover both? What? Listen to Double Edge Double Bill, where a random selected yin and yang of a double feature is picked and then picked apart. Now, who came up with this wacky idea? Adam, we did. That's our show. I'm learning something new every day. Listen to us on the ESO Network and wherever podcasts are available. Wasn't that awesome? Yes, it was. Yeah. Indeed, it yes. was. Yes, it was. Check that one out. It's it's one of my favorite on the on the network. Yeah. Yes. So definitely listen to that one. Okay, so you're here. You've been here six or eight months. Yeah. Uh, you need you th- you're thinking about going to see a counselor. That's right. And every day driving taxi, like they says, is like a mini therapy session but it's not under my terms and right. it's not the way i would go about doing it so it doesn't it doesn't work for me well no because obviously it's, it's not a controlled uh, environment with it with a trained professional exactly right and i'm not thinking about doing anything dangerous or anything i'm over that that part i've i've got beyond that was a long time ago or, or way earlier in the year you were thinking about hurting yourself oh yes oh this i was in i was in a very very dark mental state. Were you thinking about that when you got here or before you got here? That was before. Okay. That was when all the sh- shit happened, which we'll get to. Right, because I'm, I'm glad you figured that all out before you got here, because yeah. finding my brother dead in my house, I don't think I could handle that. Uh, no, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to leave that image for anybody to see. I appreciate it. <laughs> no, um, that honestly came when, uh, just before I had moved out of my house from the Sioux. Yeah. Uh, probably... That couple of weeks leading up to my move here, that's... That was intense. That was an intense time. And I went into the backyard and I went looking through, like I had the garage and then I had the shed. So I was looking through something in the garage, whatever. I went over to the shed to look to see if there was anything in there. There was nothing in there. But I looked up and the way the... It's just a very small, but there's more than enough room, large enough shed... All these... Rafters? Yeah. Well, they were... The rafters was up high, but there was a lot of shelving. Uh, 
like you could almost sleep in them. You could make them like out of bunks, okay. almost. But there was a like this rubber bungee cord type things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it was a thick rubber one. Yeah. And it was hanging in a loop up there already. Oh boy! And I looked up at it and I go, "Holy fuck! They'd never find the body back here." And I had to switch it off right then. I, I was there and I was like. I wasn't ready to do it, but well, I, I had seen it, yeah. and I made a joke about it. I made that, I had to make the joke. That's what gets, got me through my entire life was my sense of humor, and my dark humor. If it wasn't for that... Who knows where you'd be. Who knows where I'd be, exactly. So I was like, yeah, oh yeah, no, they'd never find me back here, and I almost had to slap myself and just walk back into the house. Good call. And, but but it, it weighed on me. But that it, was the closest you got? Yeah. Well, that's all right. Yeah. So I never made the attempt, I've never wanted to actually attempt but it runs in our family it so does. it's not a surprise exactly and yeah i like like i said i'm over that part good it was because i had to you know hey that's not a that's not an option no so we're not going there and that was obviously a big part yeah in me coming here right but what led to that to that moment to the climax of all that what really brought me there? What brought you there, Robin? Well, it starts when I was a young boy. Oh, okay, go on. Is, is this when you were stuck on the skidoo from your dad and all that stuff that yeah, you talked about? Yeah, they're, 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 Episode you know, 36, Childhood episode, Memories. Exactly. He didn't pick me up off the bus, I had to go to the school. Yeah, it's, all, it's, it's, been, it's been documented, well documented. But uh, did I ever speak on being bullied so much? In public school, too? Yeah, you did. Yeah, I did. Okay, I can't remember what that episode... I should have probably listened to it back, but it's fine. It's fine. And if you haven't listened to that, you're getting a new story anyway, so... There you go. Yeah. If you're not a avid listener to the Soul Forge podcast, which... which, What's wrong with you? You should be. Definitely. Like, you know. Like, what's wrong with you guys? Come on. Go back and listen to the archives. Yeah. They're uh, entertaining, to say the least. They are. They are. It really all boiled down to a lot of... Yeah, what happened to me as a as a kid, because I was always on survivor mode. Oh, I I hear you. Yeah. I had a horrible childhood yeah. as well. Yeah, you, you, we we know this. Yeah, going through that, growing up, I became a big big comic book fan. Yeah, you did. And when the cartoons were on, I always watched the cartoons. Uh, now here's here's the big thing. This is this is a wild story. I became. Obsessed with Spider-Man for a time, you if did. you remember. I, I remember. Yeah. And Spider-Man was my favorite character. It was this weird thing where, like, you know, as a kid and as a young boy, you gotta... We didn't have the stuff we have today to keep you entertained. You had the TV and a VCR, and that's it. And about four channels. Uh, yeah. Well, it, maybe 10 or 12 may, by that it, point yeah. in the 80s. So there wasn't much, and you had toys and action figures or books. There was no computers. There was no internet. No. There was nothing. And we were poor. Yeah. So we had even less than, than the rich people. Yeah, exactly. Or the people who were middle we class. Were, we were not fed with silver spoons in our mouths at all. No, no. No. Um, but hey, somehow we always had food on the table. Somehow we always had everything we needed. Yes, not everything we wanted, but everything we needed. Exactly. Mom, Mom definitely made sure that we were provided for. Yes. Those sacrifices, which you don't realize... Until you are at that age yourself. Yes, exactly. And it just blows your mind. What she had to sacrifice in order to give us some amount of comfort. Yes. Mm-hmm. Your 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 dad was out of the picture for the most part, but... Pretty much. 
my dad was out of the picture too. But he kept, coming, he kept coming back. He kept coming back and just putting me in more risky situations. Yeah. It, like, any time I went with him, my life was in danger. Yes. Anytime. I don't think there was a safe time once. And so it was, I had to learn how to survive. Mm-hmm. Somehow find my way out of any near-death situation being put there by my own father. Right. And he bullshitted a lot. Uh, he was probably the biggest bullshitter that you'd ever meet. Yes, exactly. No, no, he didn't. He wasn't 100% bad. I mean, 90%, sure. But, yeah, that's a good idea. Maybe, maybe 85. Depending, I guess. I don't know. Uh, he's, he's not around. I can't ask him. No. So, anyways, here I am being thrust into these situations where I have to survive. And Can, can you give us an example of one of these situations? <sighs> well, we've... Uh... Yeah, you were, you were three or four and you were on the skidoo in the freezing... Okay, yes. So it was the middle of winter. We went out to the Trout Lake camp, which is, uh, what, four, half hour outside of Sault Ste. Marie? Yeah. And he had a campsite out there. Now, granted, it was burned to the ground. But there was a... But there was a shack. Yeah. And an outhouse. And some land. Yeah. So we went there a lot growing up. We, yeah, we swam there. We, we went swam. for boat rides and all the things. Yeah. I mean, I don't really remember any awful situations happening there so much for myself mm-hmm. when we were all there but i go there you know with him this one night he's we're supposed to be at his place or it was his mom's house that he was staying at so anyways i don't know how it became a thing i don't remember anything leading up to it i remember getting like to his house mm-hmm. i think at okay. one point all right but that's it. Like, the rest of it's just a complete blackout of memory leading up to it. You've blocked out the trauma? I think I must have. What it, it's, it all starts with me just sitting there. But basically, you never felt safe. No. We got to the shore, and there was the bar or tavern or whatever that they have. And he decided he's going to go have some drinks with his pals. Of course. his buddies in the bar. I can't remember the temperature, but it was... Friggin' cold. Well, you it were was it was sk- wet. You were on a skidoo, and there was snow. It, yes, it's cold. it was snowing, but it was like a wet snow, mm-hmm. and it was cold. And yeah, my snow pants and I guess winter jacket or whatever I was wearing was soaked. Like I was freezing. Of course. And he, I remember the instructions. The instructions were clear. You just sit here on the snow machine, and uh, Bo is gonna look after you. I'll be back in five, there, bud. Yeah, the dog will take care of you. Yeah, the dog. It was a nice dog, but, uh, so the dog sat there beside the snow machine, and I sat there on the snow machine, waiting for him to come back. Well, you know what, I can relate, because, you know what, I would have to wait in the van while he would go smoke up with his buddies, mm-hmm. and it would be hours that I'd be sitting in the van, so I get it. Yeah, and that, that happened to me another bunch of times. Right. Well, I'll be back in five. Twenty minutes later, uh, sitting in a van by yourself. Usually more than twenty minutes. Well, I I will remember after twenty minutes, I would go after. Him. Ah, okay. I would go into these places, the old Beaver Hotel. Right. I would walk in and look for him. Right. I walked into the bar this one wintry cold night. I was stuck on the snow machine. I ended up walking into the bar. Glasses fogged right up, crying, whatever, and then the whole thing with him driving us home drunk. Yeah. Uh, you know, so yeah, it, it was just awful, awful, awful interactions, even, and then I got a little older, and they still didn't get any better. No. 
But what drove me to survive, I guess, so well? That's the big question. Cause What's the answer? Intelligence, I guess. Oh. Maybe some intelligence? Because you figure, in a lot of these situations, I could have made some very, very bad decisions. Yeah. Or not acting at all. Who knows? So, what I've always referred to was my spider sense. Mm. Back to the comics. Back to the comics. Okay. And back to being so enamored with Spider-Man at the time, in the 90s. This Obviously, that happened prior to that. Like, the snow machine thing wasn't Spider-Man at all. Right. But there was a... Survival instinct. A survival instinct, exactly. And so, as I became more enamored with Spider-Man and the comics and all that good stuff... You began to identify with Peter uh, Parker? Yes. And I, I would watch the cartoon. If I had to solve, like, any mysteries or any problems... I would often think back to the show. WWPPD? What would Peter Parker do? Yeah, what would Spider-Man do? Okay. And so I started like kind of mimicking it, I guess, that way. And you watch the cartoon, and you can now on Disney+, Plus because it's streaming on there, and it's mm. fantastic. I've already binged it once. Hello, I'm Daniel Peter Hitch, author of the Bubbles the Pirate children's book series and the Connected Worlds Chronicles. You're listening to the Soul Forge podcast. Keep forging your soul. Yeah, so like, so for example, he's looking for one of his, uh, one of his rogues, one of his enemies, and he's like, "Well, if I want to catch this person, I gotta think like this person," and so it was so bad, and it's cheesy as hell. But I kind of started talking to myself in like that way, so mm. I started being Spider-Man. I did not know this. Yes, it was not a thing. Like I wore the Spider-Man shirts and stuff. Sure, well, but sure, we all did. We all did, but it wasn't like I actually. You didn't think you were Peter Parker. No, 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 no. I just kind of... Took on the persona. Took on the persona of it, I guess. And that was probably the first instance of me taking on a character. Mm. And it wasn't, like, noticeable. It was just for me. Right. It wasn't for anyone else to know. Because I had no idea. Yeah, nobody needed to know that I was Spider-Man. Because it's a secret identity. Because it's a secret identity. So, it was just, you know, and my mind became obsessed with superheroes and all that type of stuff. And that whole nerdy side of things because to me I was a shy weak little boy timid always bullied always picked on yeah you know the run to the litter mm-hmm. old little froggy from what's that friggin movie you know with the glasses and the there you go frogger froggy a Christmas story yeah that one yeah 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 okay yeah that that type of thing obviously Ralphie yeah, Ralphie. Not Froggy. Not Froggy. Well, well <laughs> that's something different. That's something different. I don't remember, but whatever. you're you're high. It's okay. Exactly. So, anyways, as as weak little shy timid boy can't defend himself, but can somehow survive. It's it's this weird thing where I had to identify, I think, with the superhero, because you see their alter egos, your Peter Parkers, your Clark Kent's, whatever. And they're not anything special special at all. But put that costume on, or they reveal their whatever, and they are, you know, some of the most powerful beings ever. And I'm like, why isn't that a real thing? That's super cool. That is super like, cool. why can't that real? Like, why can't superheroes and that type of thing work for real? Yeah, that that would be awesome. But then there are people that do feats of superheroic acts, and it's got to be there. 
It's, it's, there's got to be a way to channel it. I don't know. But my spider sense has saved me on countless occasions, occasions which comes from that surviving tactic from being even younger. Now, the spider sense thing, you might be asking yourself, what the hell is that? Well, with Spider-Man, obviously, the spider sense warns him of incoming danger. Of course. Now, it's not like that exactly. Ah. You know, you could probably hit me from behind and I'll never see it coming. Well, I won't do that because we have a podcast to record. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So I don't have that sense of incoming danger alert. But here's a true story that I would like to thank my spider sense for. Go on. You know, I was in high school. And I was bicycling down People's Road. And I was riding on the road, but like right beside the curb. Because there was really no sidewalk. As I'm pedaling and I'm pedaling and I'm heading home. And it's, it's late, but it's not that late. Like, it's late enough, I guess. 11 o'clock or something like that. I'm pedaling and I'm coming up the third line. It is on my left. I'm like, okay. And that's where the sidewalk rejoins and I can get on the sidewalk. So I'm like, groovy. As I'm coming up the third line, this white car with, like, tinted windows, pulls up to the stop sign. And immediately, I go, I don't like that car. I pull onto the sidewalk. And thank God that I did. Because as that white car passes me, a friggin' beer bottle comes flying and hits the front of my bike, like the mm. front tire, and bounced off. And thankfully, it didn't shatter right there for, and, and, you know, puncture my tires. Or hit me in the back of the head like it probably would have. As it was intended? As it was intended when I've, I was still on the road. Right. So had I continued to take the road, that probably would have been boom. And I've had situations like that over the years. So your spider sense warned you that there was bad guys in the car. Yeah. So that really got me thinking then in high school, what if you could develop that more? Because that's a thing, obviously. That's got to be something that's... Would it, would, does everybody come equipped with that type of paranoia, maybe? It's probably paranoia. Damn right it's paranoia. Because that was very... Intu- intuition, maybe. Intuition, paranoia, spider sense, whatever you may want to call it. It's a thing. And I feel like I had it. But I feel like I've lost it now. Uh, well, maybe that day you were tapped into the flow of the universe. Maybe. I feel like I was. I feel unplugged, you know? And that's why you're here. And that's why to, I'm here. To rejoin the Matrix? Yeah, well, no, not the Matrix, but... Because that's separate. That's, that's separate. Different. That's different. You don't want to actually be in the Matrix. No, no, no. But outside of the Matrix isn't so wonderful either. Now what? Oh, now what? Okay. So far, you're probably thinking, okay, so you had a little bit of a traumatic childhood. It's fine. We all have. We all have. Get over yourself. Okay. Okay. I'm not, uh, I'm not looking for the sympathy. Oh, good, because you probably won't get any. I'm, I'm not, yeah, I'm not, I'm not telling you this for you to feel bad for me. I'm telling you this, so maybe someone out there that's a professional can understand where I'm coming from and be more of a help towards me healing all the way. So what you're doing is hoping that a counselor will listen to this episode and call us up and say, where's that little Robbie? He needs my help. Yeah, well, that wouldn't hurt if that happened. That would be awesome. Okay. Um, because I think, I'm, I, I don't know how unique... Of a situation I have, or we've kind of shared, but I, I feel like it's it's a lot, obviously, uh-huh. and it's really taken me back so much. Taking you down a bag? Yeah. Is that what you mean? 
down, well, down a peg. Just everything has suffered. You're in the sub-basement? Yeah. Okay. Confidence. Uh, you have no confidence? None. Oh. It's all gone. Everything, like, my motivation for things, my drive to do things, all gone, for the most part. Hmm. And some of it's coming back, and some of it's sparking back. Well, you seem pretty excited about starting up your t-shirt business. Yes, but I'm very disappointed that the heat transfer vinyl didn't show up today as it was intended, Mm. because last night before I went to bed, I said, okay, that should be here tomorrow. I'm going to have a productive day, and I'm going to get shit done, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to... But that's not your fault. That's just the way the mail delivery system works sometimes. Ah, yes, I'm aware. And I know it's not my fault. And then I woke up today, and I was like, all right, hopefully that gets here. And then I got an email saying it's going to be delayed till next week. And that just completely took the wind out of my sails today. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, there goes my plan for what I wanted to do with my days off this weekend. Okay. So the first piece of advice that somebody would give you is that you don't let what is happening around you affect you. You you just I let know it roll this. off you. I know this, and that used to be and if I was a super trained, easy for me. If I was a trained counselor, I would have better words for that and yeah. a better metaphor. But don't let the universe control your feelings. You control yourself. I know that. Like, but I know I shouldn't be upset about it. It's easy to get caught up though. Yeah, it's just little things like that aggravate me so much more now, because I used to have no worries. Ever. I used to just not care. And it was wonderful. Any minor inconvenience could happen, and it just rolled right off me. And sometimes, it still does. I usually make a joke about things and move on. But I was dead set on doing that today. So, it's just one of those things that, hmm, okay, what else can I do? And now here we are doing this. Here we are. So, I had to obviously switch gears... Which I did with my magic cigarette. Yes. I call it fancy cigarettes. <laughs> fancy cigarettes, yeah, whatever. Goes with those fancy kicks. Yeah. So we switched gears and now we're doing this. So I'm still being productive in a way. Yeah, because we're, we're getting content for the podcast. Exactly. And uh, I like to contribute as best as I can. So let's go back a little bit now because obviously we've... Uh, are, we ran... go- are we going in the Wayback Machine? Yeah, we're going in the Wayback Machine because okay. I ran off the rails here. <laughs> you, you tend to. Yeah, I tend to do that. So back to, all right, what else you got? Let's get into it. Let's get into the meat and potatoes. All right. This is this is your show. I don't yeah, know what is... we're even talking about. So far, you've just been rambling you... about your horrible childhood. Yeah, ter- ter- terrible childhood. Although I made some good friends along the way. So well, good. That's, that's, what's, that's what's important. However, okay, so that's that. Uh, hot childhood, high school. Until I got out of high school, it, I was miserable. I hate high school so much. Yeah. That was the worst four years of my life. Mm-hmm. I would never want to go back unless I was me right now. Like this version. Yeah, I've thought of that often. I wouldn't... No. Because if I went back in time and I met myself back then, I would kick my own ass. <laughs> and, and, and no wonder why people wanted to kick mine so much. I didn't realize that back then. Well, you know, obviously you can't. I, I tried to be better than that version when I left high school, and I think I'd like to say that I've somewhat succeeded at that. I don't think everybody wants to kick my ass when they meet me now, so... Well, not everybody. Not everybody, and I generally get along with most people, and I don't give them a reason. Like, I don't try to be 
rude, or a dick to anyone. That's good. But if you deserve it, and if you treat me that way, then you're going to get it back. And that's just how I operate, I guess. I don't go looking for trouble. I don't want to make trouble. That type of thing. It's just me just trying to coast through life and enjoy it. Sure. You know? I do know. I don't like uh, confrontation. Confrontation sucks. Uh, yeah, that's something I try to avoid at all costs. Yeah, me too. Much but, to my detriment at times. Yes, and much to uh, the opposite of where I place myself in occupations. Security guard, bouncer, mm. driving taxi. You know, right? It's I hate confrontation. And yet? And yet I always surround myself with it. And I don't know why. Because you like doing things the hard way? Oh, that's probably it too. But I try not to be chained down by how I am, I think. You, you don't try to let your previous experiences define who you are going forward. Right. Which is a good survival and coping mechanism. Yes. We're going uh, I, I, to shoot to 2009. 2008, 2009. So about 10 years ago. I would say I was in my best spirits. At the age of 22 or 23? Yes. Roughly. I don't know. It was just maybe a combination of things. It was weird. It was like it wasn't an over. It wasn't anything great. It was just what it was. But there was some moments, I guess, in that little span of time that just made me feel on top of the world. I was in a good, good, good place right then and there. But then 2010 started, and well, a friend of mine that I went to high school with was found dead. Then my father died. Even though we weren't close. And we didn't ever see each other except when I would hide from him in public if I saw him. Right, I remember that. And that type of thing because I couldn't, I couldn't deal with his bullshit. Which brought me to where I'm, I'm a doer and not a talker. I'll bullshit with you. Mm-hmm. But if I tell you I'm going to go do something, then I'm going to go do it. Yes. And I've done that, you know, multiple times. 2014. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so 2010... I suffer a couple of losses right then and there. Well, well, we can go back farther than that with Uncle Rob. Which brings me to the Spider-Man thing. I was in Spider-Man mode that entire time. Oh, tell me how. Well, the one, uh, I think it was like the couple of weeks before it happened or it was a month. But do you remember the time that I guess he was lost and he was wandering around White Pines and stuff? No. Okay, so that was, I think, maybe a month before... He died? He died. Okay. Could have been less. He ran away from Riverview, I think, the story went. And he was walking around looking in people's houses and their windows and stuff. I don't know. He was obviously not... Okay, so for a a bit of context, I guess, uh, Uncle Rob was uh, at a bar and he was stabbed in the early 90s. Yeah. And then he became a shut-in and a recluse. Was it 1999? He was committed... And I think in February, he killed himself. Yeah. We get the report of he's off running loose or whatever. And so it was me, Mom, Bill, maybe Curtis. I can't remember if he was there or not. Because I was in North Bay at the time. You were in North Bay at the time. We went walking around to look for Uncle Rob. But I pretended I was Spider-Man. Oh, like, I walked like Spider-Man. I was, like, trying to, you know, do the web crawl. And, uh-huh. and I was trying to think and, and trying to piece this. I was looking for him. Well, you would have been, like, 13. Yeah. So I, I, 
I reverted to that superheroism of mine, I guess you could call it. Although nobody knew what I was doing, and I was like, you know, doing the little Spider-Man thwip, thwip, thwip thing. Okay. But I did it not to make fun of any situation. Yeah. It was me... Getting in the, mo- in the mode. Getting into the mode to help look and, and help do the thing. But see, I do things in weird, weird, odd ways, obviously. That's just... Who you are. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll go with that. I'm, I'm bizarre. It's fine. Um, <laughs> so I was doing that, and I think Mom gave me shit for being... Playing around. Playing around. Being a weirdo. And being a weirdo. And I mean, I, I can see where she would see that. Oh, like, what? Is this kid retarded? Like, yeah. <laughs> but to me, I was just trying to, you know, suit up, if you will. Yeah. And help with the help with the search party. Right. Anyways. So then, yeah, he, uh, he killed himself. So we have alcoholism and we have depression running deep through our family. Yeah. 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 So throughout high school, uh, yeah, we, we drank. That started when I was like 15, 16. When you started drinking? Yeah. I did not know that. You did not know that? No. No, well, a lot of well, people... I, I went away to university when you were like 10. That's true. So I, I, I you missed... Wouldn't know. I missed key aspects of your life. Yeah. And it got it got pretty crazy, like 16, 17, and 18. And, and isn't that when you started smoking? Around uh, 18? Uh, seven, 16, 17. Okay. Yeah. And so when I turned 19, it was, it was heavy drinking because that was... That was the Co- thing. Coping. And the coping, which is everything. And nothing at all at the same time. Because it was a luxury I could afford at that point. And I'd blow so much money at the bar, it was ridiculous. But anyways, so my, my coping thing was alcohol. Or whatever. We all have our things, I guess. But that's changed. I, I don't barely drink anymore. Mm-hmm. Or I don't barely drink. I should say, you I hardly, should rephrase you, you, you that. You hardly drink. I hardly drink. Of course, when I do... It's not, I can't one drink it or two drink it. I could if I really tried. But if I'm going to drink, I'm going to have a few. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to feel good and we'll see where we go. But it's not like uh, anywhere like it used to be. 2010, okay, that's, that's where we're at. Boom, that happens. 2011, whatever, uh, I can't remember if anything happened on my side there. Uh, no, 2010 is when your dad died. Yeah. Uh, Mom died in 2014. Yeah. In 2013, our grandparents passed. Yeah. And 2012 was just a weird year. Was it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, 2012 sucked, because 2012 was the year I uh, went to Calgary, which, hey, that did a number. Um, But uh, that's a story for another day. Yeah, that'll be a different podcast. Yeah, yeah, that'll be an entirely different one. The Calgary story. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And most people already know that story, so whatever. We'll just glaze over 2012. So, yeah, 2013 sucks. 2014 was awful. Was the worst yeah. year ever. Yeah. So, I've lost my grandparents. I've lost my uncles. Uh, we lost our Uncle Rick there last year. Or two years ago now. We're going on two years. Early 2018. Yeah, early. Yeah, okay. Uh, Rick died, and then four days later, Remo died. Right. And, and yeah. that was the end of Mom's side of the family. Yeah. Pretty much an entire side cleared out. And then people wonder why I hate the holidays and Christmas and, like, you know, those big holiday events. Because we don't have that family to go and see. Right. You know? And so I will, I will also thank 
oh, you know, the tons of people that have invited me and included me into their homes during those times. Mm. There's been a few. Yeah. And, you know, that's lovely, and I appreciate that. Of course. And the, the meals are always fantastic. That's awesome. But it's not the same. Because it's not your family. Because it's not my family. But you know what I mean? Like, yes, sure, you can consider friends or whatever family, and I do, but it's not that same... It's not that same bond, and it, I no. think it's, oh, it takes a toll, like, and especially in the winters, every winter, and then we get, we're coming into December. I hate it so much. Like, I detest it. The winter? The winter, yeah. and Christmas, and luckily I haven't had to suffer any awful Home Alone marathons or Christmas music jingles yet. <laughs> oh, it's this time until April. That I'm just always, oh, it's, it's seasonal depression is what it is, on top of the regular depression that I already have. So it, it really is, uh, it's a lethal combination, I would say. Okay. So the last nine years have taken a real toll. Yes. A real toll on my mental health, obviously. Uh-huh. And just, it sucks. And I hate it. <laughs> Why do you think I started a podcast as a, as a self-therapy session? Oh, I get it. Yeah. I get it. You've listened to some of the episodes. I certainly have. I, I, as Brother Curtis would say, um, you should take that down and not share all those things that you've talked about. Right. And I'm like, well, Brother Curtis, I don't actually say Brother Curtis <laughs> when I'm talking to him, but well, I do. Uh, sometimes I do. Yeah. But I, I, like I tell him, I said, listen, it's not just for me, it's... Other people need to hear the things that people don't talk about. And that's what Soul Forge is. It's talking about the things that we don't talk about. Exactly. Now, alluding back to the whole Spider-Man thing for today. Mm -hmm. It's not Spider-Man exactly. It's not any sort of spider sense. But I'm still a huge fan of all of that. I know it's like oversaturated now with so many TV shows and so many movies and so many new number one release comics and so many, but the child in me is having a field day exactly and he loves it i get it loves I'm it right there with you brother i know that that's one part of me that drives me to just consume it all and i have to keep going if i want to keep witnessing that right you, you can't kill yourself because you have to see what's going to happen in issue number 742 or whatever yes ex- exactly also, obviously, my children play a huge factor in that. Of course, you have two beautiful children. Yes. Love them very much. They are the reason why I didn't hang myself. From the bungee cord. From the bungee cord. Because I wasn't doing that to them. Because I'm really trying my effing damnedest to not be my father. How's that working out for you? Um, I would say... Well, it it's not it's not it's not the best, but I would say I've been way more successful than he ever was. Uh, yeah, I would agree with that. Because I will not put my children in danger. In danger, and I refuse to put them in those scenarios where they have to choose life or death. <laughs> well, that's you that's, know what I mean. Yeah, and, and and because it happened to me, I know not what to do in that regard. I I can't help but feel. Overall, over everything, above all else, uh-huh. that I feel like a failure. You feel like a failure. In everything. In everything that I've ever attempted to do. Well, that's, uh, 
You wouldn't know it. But I feel like a complete failure most of the time. Well, that's, that's and I sad. never And I never used to feel that way. When did this start? I would say within the last five years. Well, what happened within the last five years? It was 2014. Ever since mom. Ever since mom. Okay. And then adding in all that extra pressure I put on myself without any preparation when I ran for mayor, which we all know the story about. Right, yes. And I think after that, after that year, after 2014, 2015, I just crushed and crumbled my entire sense self of, I don't know, worth maybe, my confidence, egoism, mm-hmm. everything. It just pfft, flat. Evaporated. Evaporated. I, I, I was always told that I walked around with this swagger, that I, I, I carried myself with this swagger of confidence. True. I don't know if I still possess that. I don't feel like I do. I haven't been told that I'm, oh, you're confident in, in, in quite some time. I what? feel like I am, though. But you feel like you're confident? I feel like I am to a degree. You're confident in your failure? Is that what you're t- trying to tell me? Maybe. I don't know. Like, I don't know what I'm trying to tell you. I'm just trying to like, figure I'm, myself I'm, out here. I'm, because I'm, it's, I'm trying to get into the flow of the narrative here, and I'm not really understanding what you're trying to get at. I don't know. I just feel like... Okay, I don't feel like a complete and utter failure because I've accomplished big dreams that I had, but on smaller scales. Okay. So in that regard, I, f- I feel good about myself yeah. because I've got to do things that I could only dream about wanting to do hugely. Which, it's not, it's not the same, obviously. Mm. It doesn't reward the same... The scale is smaller? Yes. Than what you would like? Yes. But it's still on the scale? It's still on the scale. Okay. And I can say I've done things and accomplished things that other people haven't. I feel like I'm almost one of those bullshitters now. Oh, no. That, yeah, it's terrible. Because <laughs> growing up, being a teenager, you'd run into people that were a little older than you. Or, you know, you're 18, 19, 20, and, you, and you're talking to people... In their 30s. And they're telling you stories. And they're telling you things. And, and to me, I thought pretty much everything that anybody told me, they were BSing me. You always thought that? Always. Okay. A lot of the things just sounded like made up, unbelievable, weird stories that these people would come up with and share. And now, perhaps, now that I've grown up a little bit, and I've been through the ringer of life... I can't not say that they weren't telling the truth. I don't know. Okay. But they very well could have been. Because I find myself turning around and talking to people and telling them stories. You're making shit up. But I'm not. Oh. It's all true stories. Okay. Of experiences that I've had. All right. But it sounds unrealistic. But it sounds unrealistic. Yeah. It, it sounds like I'm just saying it for the sake of saying it. Huh. Just to... But no. It's so weird. It's kind of like... This happens a lot, too, when you have your fancy cigarettes, is you see things from a different perspective. Of course. And a different level. It's a double-edged sword. Oh, not a double-edged sword. Yes. One of those fancy double-edgers. Because I wish I could just be out of tune and, and just be a zombie like the rest of... You want to be a sheep? Yes. One of the hoi polloi? One yeah. of the great unwashed, unwashed masses? Yes. Okay. Because they don't get distracted by... Everything that I do. Like thoughts. Like thoughts. I have a hamster wheel. And a hamster. And the hamster's on speed. Oh no. And he's the flash. Hmm. And it just keeps going. And it keeps going and keeps going. Keeps going. You have racing thoughts. Racing thoughts. They're not bad. 
They're not good. They're just thoughts. They're just everything about anything. But they're there all the time. Mm-hmm. Then you have a fancy cigarette. And they go away? And they go away. Oh. And it allows you to focus single-mindedly a little bit more on something without going everywhere. Mm. So I've become a big advocate for marijuana over the last couple of years. Right. Because I don't heavily drink anymore. I barely drink at all. Yeah. But I still cope. But I cope with marijuana now. And that started like going on four, I think four years, three years, three years ago now. Okay. And I will admit it has helped exponentially. Exponentially. Yes, exponentially. That word, that word too. That right? word too, yes. Yeah. Okay, well I'm glad it, you have something that helps. Something that yes. takes the pain of life away. Yeah, it does. Good. It does, but it also melts all that stress off. Too. Even better. And, and that's, I think, the important thing. Like, you need to have, and, and I mean, it's legal now. Everybody's talking about it. Everybody's smoking it now. So I think, and I think that's part of the reason why everyone's probably woken up learning to understand why they need to take their mental health seriously because everyone's friggin' stoned. Mm, And I don't think that's true, but... Everyone's stoned now. I'll go with your... uh... Well, let's just go with it. Everyone's stoned now and thinking, this feels so much better. And and, and we, we, we... I'm going to get high and work on myself. Yes. Okay. That's, I think, what you need to do. I'm an advocate for it. Yes, you are. So always, I'm going to advocate to you. You always do. I always do. I, I'm always preaching it that you should. Yes. And it would help you. Where you don't think it would, but it does. Okay. It's, it's, it's magic. I don't know how it works. Well, I know how it works, but whatever. Whatever, dude. Whatever, dude. Smoke another one. Smoke another Pass one. Pass that over here, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, which all of that... Over the last thirty-three years of my of my life, has all it all came to a big head, and everything that happened to me last year, uh, getting my own place and then losing my job, and investing in a scam that I shouldn't have, basically being able to go from on top of the world again uh-huh. to below the mountain right. in one fell swoop. Yeah, it was a domino effect. And it was like the, f- it was it was it was the straw that broke the camel's back, if you will. Okay. So I could I I could only take everything for so long, before I finally just kind of, I think snapped, mentally like just, and as I try to move forward with happy positive thoughts, it's still tough, and that's what I'm currently facing. Mm-hmm. Is some days are great. Yeah. Some days are not, but I also know things will never be the way they were. Well, of course not. And I think that, in the back of my mind, really gnaws at me. Well, that's the same with everybody, though. Yeah. It's, it's like the river, you know? Yeah. You, you can touch the river, but never in the same spot twice because it flows. Right. Life moves on. Yeah, it does. And, I, and I've accepted, obviously, that. But it's always going to be a, hey, that sucks. Hey. This part sucks. This upcoming holiday or birthday or whatever. And it gets easier with time? Mm-hmm. Yes. Does it still suck? Absolutely. Is it manageable? Yes. Am I going to do anything rash about it or over it? No. It's just I have to really kind of figure out how I'm going to move this mortal vessel of mine forward. <laughs> okay. 
you know? I do. And trying to repattern, I guess, my brain to thinking more positive. Do I need to be Spider-Man again? Maybe I do. Perhaps. Perhaps I should, you know, go put on the spandex red and blue. And I would love to see that. <laughs> Especially in this cold. <laughs> and, and, you know, go run around rooftops and try to spin some webs. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, man. But that I've always had that I want to help people and I always, like, I want to protect people and I want to make sure that if anything's going down, that I'm there to help. That's how I've always been. Even as a timid, little, weak, little boy. Right. I'm always about... Helping people? Yes. Okay. Like the, all about justice. Ah, yes. Yes, yes, yes. You know. Robin in the scales of justice. That's right. And it's a weird, it's a weird thing, which still, it, it patterns itself off of a comic book character. Maybe I don't need to be Spider-Man anymore. Maybe not. But maybe I need to be someone else. Maybe I need to become something else. Like the arrow? Are yeah. you going to start shooting arrows at people? Yes, maybe. Okay. Well, I'd have to get good at archery first. So. All right. So, should we wrap this uh, ramble up, or we're about an hour in, Okay. and so I have no idea what we've been talking about. Because you've been paying no attention to me. I have This been. is why I need a th- an actual counselor or therapist, <laughs> because mine over here has had his face in his cell phone for the last 45 minutes of this podcast, and hasn't w- listened to a word I've said, so... Oh, I've listened to every word you've uh, said. Uh-huh. I'm just not sure what the flow is here. I'm not sure what, what the flow is either. What... See, I, on it, every episode... I was I was going to make it darker, actually. It oh. was going to be a lot darker in my initial thoughts when I walked in the house and I said, hey, I got an idea. I want to go record this and invent it, let it all out. Okay, because as you know, I, I like to keep the episodes around half an hour. Yes, I do. That's uh, last, why I... last week's was 48 minutes, uh-huh. but there was four of us. This week, there's two of us, and we're over an hour. And I, I like to have a life lesson at the end of every show. What what What's the moral of the story of all the stuff that you've been talking about? Is there one? You know what? There may have been, and then you completely derailed my thoughts. How did I do that? By just saying what you just said. And because... Okay, because I know we've we've talked about your spider sense, yes. and your survival, and how shitty life is, and all that stuff, and the last five years have been the worst. Yeah. And, and are you on the upswing now? I want to say yes. Because you've been I, here... I want to feel like I, I... I want to be on the upswing, yes. A- am I feeling like I'm upswing? Slowly. I'm not I'm not shooting the spider webs and up the upswing is uh, spider web, spider swinging, swinging. You didn't even know that didn't work. No, it didn't. Okay. So it did not work at all. But uh, you're you're okay. Yeah. You, you don't want to kill yourself. No. Uh, living here with your brother Sean has been a positive experience. Yes. It's been glorious. <laughs> right? <laughs> Absolutely glorious. Yes. It's been very glorious here. Is there anything else that you'd like to discuss, or should we do another episode another time? Oh, well, where was I going to end off on? I have no idea, because normally oh. I direct the things, and I was letting you be the, the, the main talker this time. Have a drink of water there. Thanks, I shall. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. Watch your whistle, and then <laughs> let's wrap it up. Hey, I did say, I got an idea for an hour, hour and a half. Yeah, you did. So. Nope, and uh, that's perfectly fine, because the Soul Forge is about everything and anything. Anything goes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so if you've managed to sit through all this and and really listen to the Robin stories, I guess. Congratulations. Congratulations is in order for you. And if you feel like that you could 
potentially give me some sort of advice, I would love to hear it. Yeah. I would love feedback on this. I would love somebody to put me in touch with somebody who could I could talk to about more things uh, a little bit more in depth. So is this... And not a, such a long range of issues in such a s- small span of time. So is this a cry for help? Not a cry for help, because I don't cry. Yeah, I do. No, um, it's not a cry for help. It's a, it's a beacon of hope. A beacon of hope. Your beacon of hope? My beacon of hope. That sounds good. That's what it is. Okay, so if somebody wants to call you or get in touch with you, what's the best way to reach you? Well, you can uh, always shoot me an email at uh, robin.cool at outlook.com. Robin.cool at outlook.com. That's correct. That's R-O-B-I-N dot C-O-U-L-L at at outlook.com. That's right. And can they find you on Instagram? You can find me on Instagram. I am uh, Robin Wild, W-Y-L-D. Well, that's been a rather interesting and exciting episode that... I would say don't lose your superhero. Your inner superhero. Yeah. Your your inner dinosaur or your inner whatever... Your your spirit guide. Whatever your spirit guide may be or whatever character that you identify with. Mine's the ass dragon. (laughs) The ass dragon. Yes, because I've been dragging my ass all week. Uh Oh, boy. (laughs) See what I did there? I see. Figured I better end this on some kind of humor. Yes, because uh, that's, that's, that's the key to life. Yes, it is. Humor. Humor. Makes the world go round. That's right. That and gravity and all that other stuff, scientifically speaking, that I'm not aware of. But anyway, listeners, um, I, I don't even know what to say about this episode. I feel better. I, I'm glad I, I got to vent a little bit. I think I needed it. Good. So this has been Robin's Cry for Help, Robin's Beacon of Hope, Robin's Vent. I don't even know what to call this episode. Robin's uh, The Seek of a Therapist. Yeah, okay. Maybe. I don't know. All right. Anyway. um, No, maybe not that. Next week, I promise it'll be a shorter, more uplifting episode. It'll be five minutes of him just telling bad dad jokes. Maybe that'll be it. Maybe not. I don't know. We'll see. But anyway, uh, if you've made it this far, thank you. Check us out on the web, soulforgepodcast.com. You know what? You don't even have to release this episode now. No? No. No, You don't have to. Unless you want to put it in the vault for later. Oh, I might do that. We'll see. But anyway, uh, thanks for coming by and listening to us ramble. And remember, you've been through enough. You are enough. Now live your own life. Now lead without apology. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Soul Forge Podcast. Your support is greatly appreciated, and we hope you'll tune in again next time. Remember that you can visit soulforgepodcast.com for all of our social media links. And don't forget to share the show with everyone you know. The Soul Forge Podcast is your best source for living your best life. Think about it. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping through Amazon.com or the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.